This is Rumbled's Radio, and you might have heard or seen the new campaign running across the Bradford District. It's called Behind the Mask, uh, to show some of the real stories behind coronavirus. We can find out more about this from Sue Nevison, who's the Chief Executive of Community Action Bradford and District. Hi, Sue. Hello. Uh, So tell us about Behind the Mask. Why have you decided to run this campaign? So uh, Behind the Mask is a culmination of um, several months' work, really. As we all know, we hit the 19th of March and all got sent home, went into national lockdown, and since then... Community Action Bradford and District's been working really closely with our colleagues at the council and across our other partners like the NHS to make sure that our communities are informed and supported around all the guidance and all the stuff to do with COVID. We don't just talk at people, we listen to them too. It's really important that we listen um, and we help them understand all these things that keep changing. So through that work, we've had people coming back to us a lot of people and a lot of noise in social media saying actually it doesn't exist. Mm. It's a lie. So Behind the Mask was born out of that, really. And we've gone and found some real people with some real stories and we've turned it into this campaign, hopefully, to make those people that are sitting on the fence, you know, that aren't quite sure whether it's true or not, realise that it is. It's still here and it's hurting people's families. And there has been so much nationally, you you can't escape coronavirus in terms of a, a talking point. And it's cutting through that that's quite difficult sometimes. So by using people's experiences and their real life stories, this is going to work quite well in that respect. Yeah, that, that's our plan, really. Um, somebody described it as we've got comms fatigue. So talking at people and telling them what they have to do and what they can't do, it's not working. It, it, it's not working. And, and the whole thing around the real stories has disappeared. So early doors when we were in, in national lockdown and you could see on the news, you know, hospitals being built and people in hospital. We had less of this noise then, but it's as if the national government gave you that message and has expected you to suddenly remember it's still there. And because that message hasn't been reinforced or retold, people are now thinking it's all a lie. So this is this is to cut through that and myth bust and show that it really is. And some people, as they go around Bradford, they're going to look at our billboards and look at the back of a bus and go, oh, I know them. And that's part of what we're trying to do. Yeah, and as a mixture of stories as well. So there are people who've lost family members and friends and there are people who are just saying, look, I'm doing my bit and this is why it's important. Yeah, so we've had some people at death's door. We've had some people who've lost family members. But we've also brought into sharp focus how families were torn apart for all those weeks when shielding was going on. You know, that was a sacrifice that was to be made. That family could have gone, do you know what, I'm going to go between two houses, I'm going to move around. But they chose not to because they realised that the longer the longer term goal is to get everyone to be able to see everybody. Um, it's been hard on all, on all levels. And uh, you, you're obviously you've called it behind the mask, um, which is a, a nice kind of clever way of saying, you know, these are, these are the masks that we're all wearing and this is the, the stories that are going on in real life behind it. But at the same time, you're reinforcing that important message that the government's putting out there about hands, face and space. Yeah. When hands, face and space arrived nationally, we were like, hooray, finally something. The government is saying that everyone will understand. And we're quite happy to take that one and reinforce that one. Some of the other ones, stay at home, don't stay at home, make a cake, don't make a cake. Uh, for those of you that watched Bake Off, um, we're unhelpful. But the, the hands, face space has been really helpful. And we're happy to promote that because it's really clear and really simple. But what doesn't come with hands, face space is why. Our campaign is to show you why you need to do this. And um, I know there's lots of other things you've been doing during the COVID crisis over the last six months or so, and many of those projects are still going on, like getting people to sew and make masks that they can give to people who perhaps can't get a mask of their own. Yeah, so we prefer to come face coverings so people understand that they're, they're reusable. The council were really supportive and bought a load of material, and the voluntary sector have taken out their sewing machines. We've broken a lot of needles apparently um 
with the amount we've made. But we've got close to, I think we're in the thousands now that we've been making. However, it's still not enough. And I do some work with um, British Red Cross nationally. So we're actually asking um, the National Emergencies Trust to support not just Bradford, but the whole of the north of England, where we're all in these local lockdowns now, to provide face coverings for our more disadvantaged communities. So that's something we're working on at the moment. What we're really proud around, as well as our Sew and Save Lives, was um, I'm hoping people saw our humour about how to look after your face covering. So treat it like your underwear. Um, that was a little campaign we did, you know, don't share it with anyone. Don't let anyone touch it. Change it every day. Make sure you wash it. Hopefully, if we get the support from nationally to be provided with a lot of face coverings, we'll be we'll be rolling that that information out again to go with that. We've got the voluntary sector currently supporting again the council we're working really really close with our council colleagues because we're working out it's a really good double act we're doing the home testing that we're allowed to do now we're in local lockdown really pleased with the success we're having on that we're getting 95 percent, 94 95 percent of the kits back when we're on people's doorsteps last week they delivered over over a thousand of those um and you might go oh that's not very many but that's all the government will let us have um because everyone knows about the labs crisis and moving forward, hopefully, we've got a whole network of voluntary sector organisations continuing to give us insight about what is helpful and isn't helpful in communities. And hopefully, we'll be able to do some more of these campaigns. Yeah. And as you say, you work very closely with all the, the, the kind of volunteer groups around the district. What's been your kind of take on how volunteering has worked and stepped up to the challenge during these last few months? Volunteering itself, it's it's been really 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 interesting um because a lot of our volunteers who we used to have pre-covid had to shield and what was really nice was all those people that were told to work at home or go on furlough stepped into that breach we had 1500 people register in a week to volunteer with us and we couldn't cope with it we got a bit overwhelmed so we did end up getting to all 1500 of them and some of them did some volunteering and some of them chose not to which was fine some of them went into the nhs responders scheme that's also fine we're really pleased that 450 of those people remain with us to continue to help us so some of those are working with our voluntary sector organizations still doing food parcels still doing meals that stuff hasn't gone away it's just not in the press anymore and you know when we come to winter We're a bit concerned what's going to happen with normal flu alongside COVID. So we're hoping that those volunteers that were with us before will step up again and help us out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, uh, for people who've never heard of Community Action Bradford District before, obviously, you know, you've been going a little bit longer than COVID. (laughs) Tell us about the kind of general stuff that you do if people haven't heard of your organisation. So we're we're a really strange charity. Um, I describe us as a charity for charities. So our role is to support charities to deliver what they need to do so we help people with fundraising we help people get volunteers support volunteers advertising their jobs so we're, we're a really strange charity but our, our main focus during covid has been to step up and um, take a leadership role so where voluntary sector organizations have had to suddenly stop delivering face-to-face and run off and set up zoom ways of doing counseling we were working behind the scenes supporting the befriending networks working with the council to make sure that money went into the sector to support stuff that needed to be done doing that sort of level of stuff and of course our absolutely fantastic comms team so the voluntary sector don't have to design their own messages to support their own clients and communities we do that on their behalf nationally we're known as things that are called we've got really horrible names for called infrastructure organizations or cbs's but they don't really say what we do community actions what we do but we help other people also do that super well it's it's nice to talk to you and um people can find out more about you on your website it's uh c-a-b-a-d cabad.org.uk uh, that's sue nevison who's from uh, community action bradford and district thanks for talking to us sue thank you very much